Welcome to the Rooted Deep Podcast. I am your co-host, Mr. Carl Bourne Jr. And I am your co-host, Paula Chang. We're really excited that you joined us here for fresh new content each and every week where we get to share not only the stuff that we're learning, but we also get to help you learn new things. Each and every week we pick a book and we talk about some topics from that book and talk about how not only it's helped us enhance our lives, but how it could also help you enhance your life so that you get to be the person you're meant to be and reach your potential. We hope that you are able to receive not only what you wanted to get from this, but we also get to help somebody else's life change. So give this like, share, subscribe, share it out to your friends. Just help everybody know that they too can enhance their lives. what is going on everybody i hope you guys have had an amazing week and i hope that life is treating you well overall welcome to another episode of the rooted deep podcast i am your co-host mr carl Bourne jr and i am joined by my main man mr paulo ching paul say what's up to the people what's up what's up to everybody hope uh, your week's been going well so far. Uh, I know that the weekend came and it went, but just know that we're in midweek now, so keep going after it. Keep grinding. You're born to win, and you win to keep winning. I don't know what that means, but it's inspirational. So <laughs> Just go with it. Just go with it. Bro, listen, man. So... We, we're almost done with this book now. It's crazy. It's crazy to think. Uh, I think that's a, a pretty unique accomplishment because that's more knowledge that has been added to, to ourselves, but also to, to our, our listeners, to our audience. Um, and this week, we're going to dive into part three of the book, which is failure and we'll be doing the first half of failure. So the three chapters guys that we'll be highlighting is going to be a live time or dead time. The effort is enough and fight club moments. So really, really unique chapters, really inspiring and eye-opening i don't know about you bro but as i was reading these chapters i just saw so many instances where i feel like ryan holiday was just like pointing the finger at me like just completely telling my life man and to get started i want to ask you because the first chapter, Alive Time or Dead Time, like he kind of started off talking about Malcolm X and it talked about how, you know, he was in in, uh, in prison and his stint in prison is what led him to being able to, I guess, rise above, you know, once he came out and, and become so knowledgeable because of the fact that he was he was actively learning while he was in there which, you know, helped shape his mindset and, and mold him into 
the Malcolm X that most people, you know, now, yeah, nowadays, nowadays they know. And so it got into this notion of a lifetime versus dead time, bro, where basically it, it kind of explained a lifetime as being, you know, uh, a time in your life where literally you are using that time to further advance yourself. So whether that be through um, just consistently reading, um, consistently uh, working out, I I think overall it's just more so encompassing being able to better yourself and not get complacent versus dead time where you're not really doing anything, you know, and the time is kind of passing by. Um, So it made me, it made me think, and I wanted to ask you, what, what do you think are some of the most practical ways nowadays that people can practice having a live time versus having dead time? And also, do you think it's possible for it to be beneficial at any point to have dead time? Okay. You're just coming out of the gate. <laughs> okay. Um, do, do I think it's possible for people, or do I think it's, should people have dead time? Yeah. Second question. Okay. I'm going to start with that and then I'm going to answer the other one. Do I think people should have dead time? Yes. Yes, I do. I think it's necessary for your mental health that you have time where you're not doing anything. Um, for me, um, as a result of my choice in my religion, I usually have Saturdays as my dead time, where even in my calendar, I don't have anything marked in there. The other six days, they're marked, like head to toe. But Saturdays are my open days because it allows me to recuperate. It allows me to have just space to think about where I am um, versus like trying to advance myself. It allows me to just kind of relax and rest and take a seat um, because I do think that it's healthy to make sure that in order to be at the top of your game, whether that's in school, whether that's in sports, whether that's in entertainment, whatever it is, it's important to have some time. Now, that dead time could also be like, maybe you just take 30 minutes a day and just, you know, if you're into meditation, you do that. Um, if you're into just like taking a scenic walk, you know, do that. Just leave your phone, go outside, mm-hmm. feel the sun on your skin, feel alive, turn your inhibition. I think I'm just quoting Kelly Clarkson. Um, but make sure that, you know, just get something either every day or at least once a week um, just to give you time to recuperate because the brain also needs some rest. Yes, it does. Um, I think sometimes that's hard to remember because of just the culture we're in, um, where we're surrounded. Your happiness level is directly correlated with how much rest you're able to give your brain. So that's important. So I do think it's important that people have to do that. Um, for a lifetime, what are things people should do in order to have a lifetime? The first one, just right off the bat, um, is 
personal development. And here's why. I think, I think a lot of people, and I used to be like this, right? Now I'm just thinking like, how can I change next week? But I think a lot of people work in like phases or spaces in their life, right? So I'm in this phase and I'm gonna go from the bottom to the top. So that could be like a perfect example, right? You're in kindergarten, so you're going from like first day kindergarten to the last day of kindergarten. Then you're going from like first grade to eighth grade. Then you're going from like ninth grade to twelfth grade. Then you go from undergrad to like when you're done with undergrad or you're going from you know, the first day of post grad or work to the rest of your life. And I feel like as as important as that is, I do feel like that leaves you capped. So I think personal development is the first way to break that kind of phase cycle because um, it, it, it challenges you in ways that you have to start asking yourself, how can I be different? What can I do next week that will make next week better than this week, even though I'm going to do the same things next week that I did this week? Um, and I personally do that through podcasts. I've started to, I used to listen to podcasts all over the place. Um, and now I've really started to focus the stuff that I'm trying to put into me so I can grow um, and learn and utilizing things that I'm learning and listening to um, every single day, every single second. Um, so a lot of my podcasts, I listen to the Pre-PT Grind podcast. I listen to the Rooted D podcast. Yes, I listen to the episodes we record. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, sometimes, you know, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes you say something, Carl, that I'm just like, dang, I need to hear that again. Um, so I was the Rooted Deep podcast. Um, another podcast I listen to is Entree Leadership because um, I want to learn how to be a better leader. Um, another one that I listen to is the One Thing podcast. And that one, that one I low-key might like really the most because they really focus in on how to change one thing. And that's what's made the difference for me this year, um, learning just how to, you know, I talked about this, I think, on the first episode, right, with, like, working out and starting to run. I just committed to doing 20 minutes a day, every yeah, day sure. six days a week. So that became my one thing. So taking personal development, learning from it, and then utilize. I think those are the three things that you need in whatever facet. Um, I don't know about you. How, how do you think people should be able to get a lifetime versus dead time? Uh, truthfully, I, I agree with what you said. I think that, I think that a lifetime is something that is multifaceted and personal development is for me, that's like the, the, the very top, you know, like I've had questions, like for instance, at, there was, there was a conference guys, uh, last month. Uh, Smart Success Physical Therapy Live. And me and Paul both went to the conference. And during the conference, I had the opportunity to speak to uh, a group of pre-PTs, just kind of about my journey and and me getting into PT school and everything like that. And it was fire, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, bro. Thank you, bro. I appreciate you, man. It was fire. (laughs) Thank you, bro. I um I just kind of think about like at that conference I had someone who asked me she was like you know you've you you went through so much like how are you able to to keep going like 
like what caused you to be able to pull yourself together and and keep moving forward and you know my response to her was personal development like as crazy as it sounds as cliche as it sounds I am such an advocate for personal development just because I know how much it has meant to me for my life and also because I think back to when I first started getting into personal development and that was around 2014 the very first book I read was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill and that was the book that just kind of opened my eyes to the possibilities around me it opened my eyes to what I could do in the future and it opened my eyes to the fact that whatever I wanted to have in this life if I could have, if I just followed the right steps and I just executed and was consistent with it. So I agree with what you said about personal development because a lot of the time we don't realize how the things that we feed ourselves, the things that we read the things that we watch, you know, the things that we listen to from a subconscious standpoint, they really do help shape us and mold us into the people that we are. And I think like, even for instance, we all have songs from years ago. I mean, like 10 years ago that, if it came on right now, we could probably sing the song word for word. Mm. And Example. when you when, <laughs> lean back, <laughs> lean back. Hey, <laughs> when you, when you think about it, it's like, okay, how are we able to do that? And it goes back to what I said about your subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. You know, if you hear something Often, if you hear something so many times, it becomes like second nature. You know, it it, it becomes something that you internalize. If you do that, if you can do that with music or even a a movie that you've seen a couple of times and and you can recite, like for me, that movie is White Chicks. I I love that movie. I, I, I love the Wayans Brothers. I can recite that movie like, word for word and the thing about it is if i can do that why wouldn't it be feasible for me to be able to become a better person by listening to podcasts that reinforce positivity in my life yeah or reading things that explain to me the importance of living a meaningful life or checking my ego such as ego is the enemy that we're going over right now and so i think that while personal development is important also bro i think i think working out factors in with that as well you know like that's another face of that which you know you have done so 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 well with and me myself i'm even trying to get better you know like 
I have uh, one of my classmates. He actually is a running coach. And I told him a goal of mine is I want to be able to do like a 5K, you know, like start off small, work my way up because I've, I've never been able to run like long distance. Even when I, when I played football and I ran track, like I was always a sprinter, you know, I was never the one that put me in the mile. Like, nah, buddy, I'm going to give you like a, a good hundred, <laughs> 200 meters and, and I'm gassed. Like that's, that's it. But it kind of, in a way, it, it makes me think about, you know, that a lifetime in a sense of the more we try to put ourselves in situations where we're forced to do things we've never done before. Yeah. That also is a way of improving your alive time because it's forcing you to get better. It's forcing you to grow. It's forcing you to do something you've never done before to get somewhere you've never gotten to before. And so for me, guys, I don't know what episode I'm going to come on here and be like, yo, I got my first 5K coming up or I just ran my first 5K, but I'll get there, you know, and that for me, that's part of my alive time, man, you know, is just overall wellness, you know, on so many different levels, even from a spiritual level, I need to be more mindful of, of, of reading my Bible more, you know, like I'll make the excuse school is hectic and it's busy. It is, but you know, you have to make time for the things that that matter, yeah, and yeah. the things that are going to help you continue to grow as a person. And, you know, you said, um, you said, you got to start putting yourselves around things you've never been around before. So you can start doing things you've never done before. I think for somebody to truly discover that a lifetime, and please stop me if I start rambling, because um, I just feel fired up. Uh, as David just said, I'm about to kick it up a notch. Let me say this, right? Let me say this. Let me say this. Think about, just think about for a second. We had a conversation last November. Last November? We had a conversation last November. Okay. Before you got into school. Uh-huh. And you were talking about, like, it almost felt like you'd hit the end of the road. Words of wisdom. It felt like it hit the end of the road. And you were talking about you hadn't gotten it yet and it, and it got a little hard to an extent seeing people around you that had gotten in. I know where this is going. Yeah. Right? You'd seen people around you that had gotten in, but you hadn't gotten that letter yet. You hadn't gotten that call. And this is what I want to say about a lifetime, right? Putting yourself around people. That did not stop you from personally developing who you were, right? That did not stop you from continually doing the things you needed to do to level up. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, you leveled up, right? If anything, you, you got more into the blog, you got more into coaching, you got more into doing everything you could do to make sure that when the call came, not if, when the call came, because you could say when the call would come because you were around the right people, right? right. I'm just going to plug the acceptance system here for a second. But for you 
make it into PT school, right? I'm pretty confident that being around those people was the right thing to be around because they were all focused on the goal you were at, right? And growing up, did you have that? Growing up, like, did you have that subset? I mean, I'm sure like an undergrad, um, your brother, but did you have that subset of people like all saying, we all want to get into PT school? Did you have that? No, not right. so not. Put yourself in the place where like, here I am around people I've never been around before, doing things in a way that I've never done before. And then where are you, where are you today? What are you about to do after we get off this recording? Right? Yeah. Study because you're in PT school because you ain't no joke. And <laughs> that's why like I know there's people out there that have to hear this. They have to hear this. You have to start surrounding yourself with people that are where you want to be. I know it sounds hard and I know it sounds impossible. That was a big, and I know I said I had a lot of big lessons in the end of 2018 going into 2019, but my biggest lesson was surrounding myself with the folk who are where I want to be, right? Wanted to start a podcast. We tried to start a podcast, right? We tried to start a podcast last year. Didn't exactly go according to plan. But it did not. started talking to more people who were podcasting and eventually were like, yo, let's just do this damn thing because why not? Right? Yeah. Wanted to go to PT school. Started surrounding myself with everybody who was in, was going to go, or already went to PT school. So that now when PTCast opens in, what, two weeks and some change, I'm going to feel ready. I've never had that before. Y'all, your lifetime can go to the next level when you just use it in places you've never had it before. We were talking about Malcolm X. Malcolm X. And for him, like when he was in jail and he was reading and he was learning, that was his lifetime. But when it really went to the next level is when he got out on the street. Right? Now he was like, okay, I've had all this stuff in my mind. But now I need to start surrounding myself with people who are thinking about this, people who want to be liberated, people who want to be free, and take that to the next level. And so now their very existence, every day they were learning, every day they were discussing, every day they were making moves, every day their goal was to make people free, black people free, minority people free, to have those rights. And I know, um, I know, you know, sometimes it, for me, it gets hard. Sometimes for me, it's hard because this is why that time is important because sometimes you can become so overstimulated. I get overstimulated a lot. Friday was a day of overstimulation where I surrounded myself so much with people who wanted to get after it, right? Friday was a day where I was just talking about business from morning to night. Talking about, like literally just from morning, from the minute I woke up, I did my devotion and then 5.30 hit, boom, Google Docs open, going to the business building. Friday night hit 7 p.m., still doing business for stuff. That's why yesterday was so important. I went out to the beach, didn't exactly make it to the water, but, you know, felt some sand. I was like, this is nice, left, right? But now I know in a couple of months, there will be a thriving business because I've surrounded myself with people who are doing it. People who are speaking getting, into existence, yes, sir. Right, you speak into existence, and then you freaking just put yourself there. Because you put yourself somewhere long enough, everybody will start seeing, okay, dang, this kid is actually 
been here for a minute. They actually want this. Come on now. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's funny because like that, you make me even think about the, the next chapter, which was about effort being enough. Cause like in that chapter, it, it talked about the fact that in life, there's going to be times where you do everything right, maybe even perfect. And the result still is not what you want it to be. You know, it, it's still failure. And I think a lot of the time with people, when it comes to even tying into a live time versus dead time, what happens is sometimes you sit there and you're like, okay, I've been working out for a few weeks now. I don't see any results. I've been doing personal development for two months now and I don't feel any different. And you sit there and you think, I've been doing everything right and I'm still not getting the results that I want. But at the same time, it's like you have to have the mindset sometimes of a farmer where you plant the seed, you just continue to water it and you be patient and you wait to see the fruits of your labor. Because if you've been working out for a month and you don't see results, but you've been eating unhealthy for the past year. Yeah. Come on now. Come on now. Like the, that, that snapback body isn't, isn't going to come after a month. Mm-hmm. It's going to take some time for you to get to that point. And I think we don't realize that we have to be patient with ourselves. Yeah. And we have to be patient with the process because hell, I think of times even, and, and you remember probably this last summer when I was taking prereqs mm-hmm. just to get into school. And I was doing well in my prereqs. Like I was, I was going hard. I was getting A's. I'm like, bet, like I'm getting into PT school. Physics 2 came around and Physics 2, Physics 2 was like, is like the third and final chapter we're talking about. That was a fight club moment. Yeah. That was when like I literally got knocked on my ass. And I had to ask myself, are you going to get up and fight back or are you just going to take this beating? And physics too was like a completely different language. I would get my my exams back. My first two exams, matter of fact, my first exam, I bombed. I mean, like, like, like bomb, bomb, like, like World War II bomb. Like it was, it was bad. You know what I mean? And I was like, damn, how the hell am I going to come back from this? And I was just so confused because I'm like, yo, I did, I did everything right. Right. I spent the time studying. I come to class on time. I take notes, you know, I, I, ask questions if I don't understand something like I, I I don't get it and that's just a testament to the fact that sometimes you're just going to fail like yeah. it doesn't matter you did everything right like you're still gonna fail and yeah. that's okay because those are the times that expose you to who you really are as a person 
And that's why when it says effort is enough, it's true in a sense because you putting in that effort, you putting in that effort and failing allows you to see, okay, maybe there's something I need to adjust. Maybe there's something I need to do different. Maybe I need to look at this from a, a, a new perspective, which in turn allows you to be able to become better, you know, and, and move to another level. Because for me, in my scenario, in my instance, that was then looking at physics too, like, okay, I need to, I need to change something. So what I did, I went to go meet with my teacher. She explained to me, okay, this is, this is what I happen to see. Sometimes I have students who in physics one, cause I had her for physics one. So <laughs> she knew, she knew that I performed well in the classroom. She said, sometimes for physics one, I have students who they do really well and then they get to physics two and they struggle. She said, and then on the other hand, I have students who they get to physics one and they struggle and they get to physics two and they do well. Everybody is different. And she kind of walked me through how I can, you know, make sure that I do better and and what extra things I can do, maybe doing uh, more problems besides the homework, trying to make sure I really do understand the concepts. And I started doing things like that. And before you know it, it started to reflect in my grades. And ultimately, I ended the class with a B. On my final, if I would have gotten A, I would have gotten A in the class, which is just a testament, you know, to the the work I put in. And, and that's a fight club moment. You know, fight club moments are, are, are the moments where you literally are exposed to who you are, in my opinion, Paul, you know, who you are as a person. Because it's like those moments are when you really get your ass kicked, you know, whether that be in school whether that be uh, in the gym, you know, whether that just be life is just wearing you down at this current moment, you know. Um, But let me ask you, bro, what for you, what are what are some some times you think of that you underwent a fight club moment or where you felt like you did everything right and you still didn't get the result that you wanted. And how did that tie into being a fight club moment? And how did that ultimately allow you to get better? You know, because it's like you have a choice. Like once once you hit rock bottom, you kind of have an ultimatum, you know, like are you going to fold or are you going to dig deep and figure out how you can get yourself out of the hole? Yeah. Um I have an example. So I played uh, football, but the example I'm going to use was in high school. Man, in high school, um, I played middle linebacker, inside backer, uh, strong side. And I remember this one particular game. So we'd been prepping um, for this team at his work um, pretty well, pretty well team at the time we were fourth in the state we were feeling ourselves but eddie's week is all the challenge it doesn't matter whether or not eddie's that he's had like a one and nine record at that point or a nine and one record at that point playing them was always a challenge i remember this one specific 
practice the whole week instead of using footballs, we practice with stones, right? We, pra we literally practiced with stones. So everybody in the offense, well, not everybody, but there'd be one stone that the quarterback would hand off to either one of the three running backs because they ran a three-back formation. And um, that would force us to have to tackle everybody, right? Because they were just that good. No matter what, no matter what a lot of opponents did, they were just that good. They would just score. They didn't score in the air. They scored on the ground. So that really tells you how dominating the team was. So we said, no, we're going to practice with stones. We're not going to use a football this week, right? We don't need to see the ball. We need to see the man. So I remember doing practice like we were just tackling the Scalpo team where getting everybody were feeling good. We're watching tape. We're preparing. I remember I was. You know, the night before, I was just sitting there with the playbook. Um, so, you know, we drew up, like, the plays at Baylor. So I was sitting there the night before, just, like, looking, memorizing, learning, understanding why the quarterback does what the quarterback was doing, right? Why would he hand it to this running back? If he hands it to this running back, what's other, what, what are the other two doing? That's my job as an inside man. I got to keep eyes on the three and the QB while keeping in mind where the offensive line is coming. When the tackle coming at me is a guard coming at me and the center coming at me and I remember coming to game day and um, feeling very prepared I mean I've done the work now we're practicing with stones uh, stretched looked at plays and at first the game was going well but then, as I predicted, they started running a guard and a tackle combo at me to block me so that they move me out of the way. And I, and I prepared for this. I prepared for this. So I, I started keeping up. But then I started noticing that slowly by slowly, no matter what I did, they started beating me. Right? They'd come off the line faster. They'd have this end, you know, I started feeling defeated because I'm just like, what the heck? It's 21 and 21 right now. I remember this like so vividly. It was 21 and 21, end of the third quarter, and I'm feeling like we we got this. We all we have to do is just put one up. As long as we put one up, defense will take care of the ball. We'll, we'll take care of you know everything else. But next thing I know, 28, 21. Next thing I know, we're tied up at 28. Game ends up fifty-two to thirty-one or something like that. That's great on the fourth quarter. And as the fourth quarter kept coming, I, I, I noticed like these people are scoring now. And I remember like having to tell myself, look, you you are a defensive captain at this point. So if if you give up, people are gonna start slacking a little bit, like it's upon me to I'm putting it upon myself to make sure if somebody gets blown by, you go, you walk over to them, you help them get, you say, hey, get in the game. Let's get to the next play. And this is a five club moment, five club moment for me just because, you know, even as a, you know, as a football player, like you get hit tons of times where you wake up the next morning and your body just feels like you cannot move. Yeah. And you fully know that the more you hit people, 
borrow and sweep them what's gonna suck like even as we were losing i remember like one of the first like moments where i realized if i really want something in life i gotta fight for it because um as as they kept scoring man like my my ego just was crushed because mm. i'm thinking and we practiced with stones freaking stones we reached out to the ground and practiced with stones we should be yeah. ready for this we prepared we watched tape we looked at playbooks we we came ready and yet they're still smacking us up against the wall right um like even for that like you know not be strange but i'm actually looking at a photo of me in uh, my jersey that i keep up just to kind of remind me like what kind of fight that used to be right um this week this week uh like i told you before i got my ass kicked in anatomy got handed to me on the platter and um part of it was just like i hadn't i had yet to experience that level of Stuff. I mean, I thought I'd prep for it, but then when the exam came, there was some stuff that I was just like, you know what? I just might not know this. And I thought I was ready. And I did everything. I did everything I thought I did. To, to so, um, even that's been a fight club where it's just like, okay, I know where my grade's at now. And I know what it has the potential to be. Yeah. So it's like, I have to keep reminding myself. That's why I'm lucky to have you and everybody else. I have to keep reminding myself of the end goal. Actually, the end goal I'm past that. So, going into it this week, I just have to know that you just gotta put more time in, put more effort. Effort is enough. Yeah, but you also just gotta show up. You gotta show up ready, um, yeah. no matter what the result is. And I think that's important too. I know a lot of people. Um, I know a lot of people face struggles where they just feel like giving up. You know. Maybe they just don't get into the school of their choice or they get cut from the team or um, people don't show up in their lives that they thought would show up. I know people have different scenarios. People are different. But I will say that the thing, the thing was ego, like, okay, so remember we talked about ego can be dangerous during success. Bro, when you yeah. fail, ego can kill. Always. Um, Right? Ego can destroy you when you kill. I mean, when you fail. And it's important to understand that that's where this fight club moment is so important because when you do something and you prepare for it and you hype yourself up, because you know, nobody goes into a fight thinking, I'm going to lose. But you come into it like, no, I'm about to get this. I prep for it. I've worked out. I've studied. I've ran my routes, I've done whatever, I've practiced, I've done everything, I'm going to crush this. Everybody comes into it thinking I'm going to crush this. And sometimes that just isn't enough. Sometimes, you know, sometimes the test is built to simply so that you can see how tough you actually are. Wow. <laughs> like sometimes it's really built. And this question I was, you know, I've, I've been having like, you know, cause I've been really telling a lot of people in PT school, I'm like, what's it been like for you? Like, and everybody's like, watch it hard. And I'm like, man, so what happens 
what happens if you fail an exam in grad school? As an undergrad, you fail an exam and it, you know, messes you up. What happens in grad school? And like, I'm starting to understand like, grad school is intentionally difficult. Like, it's hard on purpose. It's not even hard to, no, it's hard on purpose because doing something so important that now you're being stuck in real life scenarios, right? This it's not hypothetical. Let me get into another program. This is once I'm done with this, it's real life. Yeah. And that's what a lot of y'all you gotta realize. Like the test sometimes is built to beat you up. Sometimes it's built specifically so that you can do your best and it's still not be enough. But the, the actual test behind that is for you to see you have what it takes so you can actually get back up and do it again, try it again, study again, practice again, rehearse again. I know for me, that's a lesson I have to remind myself a lot about, um, I don't know about you, like every week I have to just sit down and be like, all right, this is another week where I have seven days to prove to myself that I have what it takes. And some days are going to be hard, so I got to make sure that I remind myself once it gets hard, get back up, get after it. Because sitting down and wallowing in my failure helps no one. But getting back up and fighting again helps everyone. You know? Yeah, man. I, you're, you're, you're right. Uh, <laughs> speaking speaking from experience going through it now grad school is difficult it's a challenge uh but it's also one of the most rewarding things when you're doing something that you truly love because even in the hardest times you're constantly reminded of the amount of determination and will you have with within yourselves you know and I remember even this this past week I had a midterm uh that I was studying for uh a lot and you know I just had explained to someone because they asked me how school was and I told them you know it's difficult but I'm built for this and that's just the that's just the mentality that you all want to have you know, for those of you who are listening right now, you're you're going through a, a rough time right now in life. Life is kicking your ass and you've just been letting it. And it's time that you get up. It's time that you fight back. There are those of you who life might be good right now and you have a time coming up where you're going to have to fight like hell. And there are those of you that you just got done fighting and you are better because of it. So no matter which category you fall into, I want you to remember you always have to fight. You always have to be willing to overcome any obstacle that's thrown your way. You have to be willing to go the extra mile, you know. And yeah, it's it's easier said than done. But the first step is just 
actually doing it. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and 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 wrap up this episode, guys. But I do want to leave you with with one quote before we finish, which is the world breaks everyone, and afterward many are strong at the broken places, but those that it will not break it kills. I want you to think about the fact that when life hits you hard and when life tries to break you, you always, always, always have a choice to make. You're either going to allow it to kill you, you're going to allow it to break you, or out of out of that broken place, out of that moment of feeling just completely down you're gonna allow something beautiful to be built from it so always be mindful of that but guys we as always we appreciate you for listening uh we do this for you you know so please continue to listen please continue to support and and post on social media like a lot of you have been doing and, and share with other people um, because we, we greatly appreciate it. And our goal with this podcast is just to influence and change as many lives as possible. So with that being said, always remember, first you must know yourself, then you can know who you are meant to be. Stay rooted. Stay rooted. We'll see you on the next episode. Take care, guys. Yes. We hope that you guys enjoyed this week's episode of the Rooted Deep Podcast. We're so happy that you decided to join us this week. As we go forward, we just ask that you continue to share your thoughts with us, message us on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever you can find us on our social platforms. If you have any questions, also feel free to ask them there as well. As we go into this next week, we hope that you guys are able to just take the lessons that we've shared today, the experiences that we've shared today, and apply them to your own life so that you too can be able to enhance your own personal experience. Don't forget to be the most vulnerable version of you and just remember that you do matter and you have a story to share as well. We'll see you guys next time.